is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. This is the mother of all podcasts. It's the happy hour with the DallasCowboys.com All-Stars. Live! That was really loud out here at the Omni in Frisco, but that's how we like this show, loud and proud, because we are the All-Stars. Hi, All-Stars. How are you? What's up? What's up, everybody? Everybody? Yes. Well, Nate, do you have some volume over there? Uh, yeah, man. I was just laughing, man. Everybody else is in a normal chair, but my man Shannon is in a double Double decker, he's got two pillows because he didn't want Miss Amber to be taller than him. So this is true. To give it away. Thanks for pulling the curtain back on me, Nate. They had me in a very tiny chair, and I'm a tiny guy, and I, all you could see was beard and forehead and ears. So, yes, we are here live. Our normal place across the street at Concrete Cowboy is we can see it from here, but we are here at the Omni in Frisco, across the uh, Tito's Plaza from our home at the Star. It's a beautiful day. We see people. Being active, being active and running, and running around. around. We, we see people, people in, the, in, the in the crowd waiting on our next show that's on deck. Cowboys, Cowboys Hour. Hour. Yeah. yeah. Who's, Who's the guest tonight on Cowboys Hour? Hour? Do we know? Alex? Brett, Brett Maher, Maher special teams guys, guys and Chris Jones. Jones. So, so if you're in the area, stop by, come see us, and stick around for, for the, for the uh, next, next show. show. We, we're going to talk about Washington and Dallas. Yeah. But who, but who cares, cares anymore, really? Let's be honest. Let's, be honest. <laughs> Let's just get to the point. Let's cut the fat. Amari Cooper. What do we think? Let's go. Bring him on, man. Start off. Brian's been grinding on tape for like 24 hours straight on this guy. Yeah. So what do you got? Going back to how long have you gone back? Well, no, we, we, it started here. Well, I went back two years on him as a player and have watched every ball that was thrown to him, whether he caught it or not, or, you know, how that all went. Every target, I want to say. So, yeah, it's, you know, when you look at this situation here with the Cowboys, they've obviously said that they thought that the committee would work. They thought that they could run the football successfully enough. They thought that they, they could spread the ball around enough and they could win games playing that way. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's clear, clear now that they can't do that. You know, you know when, when they, they have, have trouble running the football like they've had on these road games, then they have to find other ways to manufacture offense, and it hasn't just been Cole Beasley. You know, it, and, you, you know, as well as Cole has played at times, you know, the other receivers have not stepped up in the way that they need. Now, Michael Gallup is a young guy, and he has a chance to develop. And, and you would hope that, that you know, with the, the uh, with Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper now on this football team, that you could see that from him. You know, that'll give him some more opportunities as well. But yeah, they had to do something offensively. They couldn't keep playing this way. And and I I applaud. And I'm not saying this because they work for the team, but I applaud the the front office for making this move. And I know a first round pick is a steep price to pay. But they, but they could have sat there and sat on their hands and done nothing and let this thing just go the way it is and, and be 8-8 eight and eight or, you know, or 6-10 and ten or whatever and then get rid of the coach. You know, you know, I've been with Jerry Jones in a, in a draft room for two straight years where he didn't have a first-round pick, and it kills him. Trust me, I've been there. I've lived this. And so for him to move on from a first-round pick, he's, he's telling you, A, hey, I understand what's happening here. He's trying to help the coaches. He's trying to help this team win football games. He sees the landscape of this division. 
you know, he's thinking, if I can make this move, maybe it can help me. But it also could help him with the evaluation of his quarterback. You know, and I think that's really the most important thing because it's going to turn into potentially a $100 million decision there. What's a first-round pick when you have to evaluate what your quarterback is? And so I feel like, though, He's given Jason Garrett, this staff, and this team every opportunity by adding a piece that could definitely help them win football games because they don't have anybody at receiver like Amari Cooper. You got Michael Gallup. Yeah. You got, you got Cole Beasley. You got this kid here, Amari Cooper. Yeah. You got that. You got Zeke. Only, only question mark I have because I'm excited. Only, only question mark I have is can our offensive line, line along with Paul Alexander, Alexander fix themselves? Because yeah. yeah. they get close to fixing themselves and be just average, this thing can be can be real nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cole Beasley, I'm telling you, he probably in one of these local dineries uh, celebrating with this kid, Amari Cooper. Hey, Gallup, come on, man. Let's do our thing. Yeah. I am telling you that I agree with what Brody said 100%. How can you evaluate your quarterback when around this league, every quarterback that's young and successful have multiple weapons or have people that they think will develop into weapons? We have waited seven games too long to give Dak this opportunity that they've given him today. When they got shut down for 34 or 33 yards rushing on 15 carries, our superstar Zeke gets shut Shut out. Something, Something had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's, Nobody's giving up a premium offensive, offensive lineman, but, but a lot of people would get rid of a, a, a receiver who they think they don't know a lot about. Let me back up real quick. I screwed the intro up. No, you didn't. Let me tell you guys who's on the show today. Okay. All right. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this new receiver that we got. I just totally skipped the whole intro. Rob Phillips down here on the end. Superstar Rob Phillips. Next boy, Rick Flair. Ryan brought us. Amber, Amber Garcia, Garcia and, and always Nate Newton. Yeah. yeah. Off a award winning show hanging. And war winning hanging. If you say it enough, it'll happen. If you say it enough, you say it every time we're on this show. Oh, oh, yeah. Emmys. I can't wait to see him in this tux. Webby's. Yeah, we're doing this. So let's get back into it a little bit. Amber, what you're shaking your head as Nate's talking. What, what, what are you shaking your head about? Okay, well, he's talking about the offensive line. Aside from when Tyron Smith got hurt last year, what was the problem? Last, Last year, year? Yeah. yeah, with Zeke gone and Tyrone gone at the same time, that was, that was the problem. It was simple. Miss Ambar, this is not hard. This is simple math. This team functions well when it has all its pieces. You start chipping away at the pieces, and this team falls apart. Uh, this is not a team that has shown over time to adjust to injuries. Offensive and defense. Offensive and defense. What we need to do as offense, and if we're going to score less than 24 points a game, what we need to do as offense is be able to hog the ball. Whether we score or not, we got to be able to hog the ball because if our defense can get into the fourth quarter and not have ran 60 plays, they have a chance to make a play because they're fresh. But more to your point, you cannot have injuries on this team. That's just the history of us. Rob, I'm excited because... Now, 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 now you, you get to see, see what you really have. I, th I think, uh, I think, yeah. And this, to me, I, I love the move. I'm not sure yet that a number one was worth it. I was thinking, I was thinking a number three myself. Well, time will tell. Yeah, go in some change. Time will tell. But I'm excited because now you have 
another piece to the puzzle that you didn't have, and now it's like, okay, if you can't go do it now, what's the real issue? Is it coaching? Is it the quarterback? Is it the offensive line? Like, what is it? Because now you have a piece. You can figure out if it was a receiving core. And to me, this could change the whole dynamic of the team. It could open up the field, free up Cole Beasley, free up Zeke. What, are you, do you like this move or no? I like the move. I, time will tell if a first-round pick's worth it. Um, it's it's a high price to pay. Jason Garrett just spoke to the media a few minutes ago and said we view it like a draft pick because he's 24 years old. Right. He's not. You know, you know they've, they've traded, traded for receivers in the past, past that were closer to 30. Older guys. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this is a guy they think is still on the uprise, and so they can justify it that way. And maybe wide receiver would have been their top priority in the draft anyway. So he's better than any prospect, more than likely, that would have been out there. Uh, I do think, to your point, I don't think it's the missing piece. I don't think they're one player away because I do agree with these guys. The offensive line's got to play better. You look, look at, at that, that game the other day, Dak is still getting hit nine, ten times, sacked four times. You can have a receiver that's going to uh, run routes for you and get open for you, but you've got to have time to let those routes develop. When they've struggled on the road, it's been a lot of different things, not just the wide receivers. They've got to be able to just get better play overall, but it does give you an opportunity to be more efficient offensively. This guy does have a lot of talent, and he can go get contested balls. That's something with Dak in these close games. Dak has made throws that can be made that haven't always been made. Somebody needs to fight for the ball, right? Yeah, and Gallup's been doing that. Beasley, Beasley played great late in that game. They just, they just need, need more of that. They need, they need more. more Garrett said it just, just a few minutes ago, firepower. This guy gives you some firepower. I tell you like this. You, you do not have, we have not had for six or seven, six games what we have today. I watch Hearns run routes. I, I, I and it, you caught it, end of story. He ran out of bounds because a, a, a linebacker was running him down. If he had any confidence, he'd have just kept running down the field. But he ran. you have to have playmakers. Dak is not a superstar. His arm talent is not what other people's arm talent is. How do you help him? You give him better weapons. So when he does start working his magic in other areas that he is skillful at, you got that opportunity. They say he holds the ball. Well, you know what? Get out of your break fast enough. Do things better. The coaches that I've dealt with in the past, they, they ain't gonna, they, they're not going to bring their quarterback in here and, and, and say, okay, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. They tell the receivers, make the adjustment. You might find out, though, he can't play. Yes. You might, you might find out. Who's that, quarterback? Dak. Yeah, Dak. I mean, and I know that he was a you know, offensive rookie of the year, and then you look at last year. And I trust me, I'm, I'm for Dak. I'm for this move. And I, and I don't worry about, again, longtime personnel guy, I don't worry about giving up the first round pick because I'm trying to find ways to win right now. I'm trying to take this current roster. I'm going to say, okay, I see the landscape. I said before this division, and I'm going to go try and take this thing. I don't think Washington's going to run away from you. At Philadelphia, they're having their problems right now. You get to play them twice. I'm going to go try and find a way, and maybe, like I say, it's the evaluation of the quarterback. You know, you, you, you'll see at the end of this, it's, you know, you could say, okay, you lost Travis Frederick, which really, really hurt. You had a rookie left guard plan, and you got a regression at right tackle right now, and you got an elite left tackle that's not playing elite. You know, there's a lot of issues with this team. And Rob's right, though. It's not one player, but at least I'm going to try and, and try and find one spot that I could fix right now.
That's, That's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and find a spot. I'm hopeful that my offensive line can play better. You know, but I don't think my receivers can play better. That's where I'm at right now. And the opportunity is with a guy that probably shouldn't be available, honestly. This is a unique situation with a front office head coach hates his team. They're having a fire sale. John Gruden is starting over in Oakland, and they jumped at this opportunity. And I'll take one step further what Brian said. They don't, they don't want to part with first-round picks. This is, you know, I know they've done this for receivers in the past, but you look at the last few years, they value draft picks and especially high draft picks. I went back and looked at it. 18, 19 starters out of 22 are homegrown. They've either been drafted or, you know, signed as college free agents after the draft. This is a unique opportunity, and yeah, they look at the division and say we can win this thing. And that's that's a nice, that's a good message to the guys in the locker room. This is a winnable division. We're we're doing something to help you. Second half of the season, let's go win this thing. Were you getting tired of looking at this offense? Were you getting tired of with the weather? I mean, for seven weeks. Well, to me, I think this is the last move I would like to see before. I make my final decision and say, okay, we need to change something bigger, someone higher, rather than just the talent on the field. Because you want to talk about the offensive line. I don't care. Yes, they've had issues, but it, it's, it goes way beyond just that. And you talk about previous years. I mean, it didn't work out with Tony Romo. I mean, you've had different talent on the field and different different players. You've done different things, and you're still getting the same end results. So... At the, At the end of the day, day, you have to make a bigger and drastic change yeah. than just player movement. No, you're not wrong. Let's, Let's take a quick break. break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Broadus, I want to ask you, you, you've been watching the film. Yeah, I do. He, he's, you know, rumors last year that he had the case of the drop season. Drops I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Tell us when we come back because that's that's a problem that we've seen around here. Absolutely. Receivers dropping balls. I want to know what, you, what you've seen on tape. Nate, you're going to take the wireless out and get some, uh, get some questions out from the fans. And uh, we're going to eat some, uh, looks like some cheese tots and some asparagus and drink some iced tea and water. Rob, make sure you get some of that, Rob. All right? Yeah. Rob, you need a, you need a biscuit or something. You're looking a little light down there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some biscuits. When we come back on the happy hour. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting cord is scary. But then I found I could switch to DirecTV now. Still get the live sports I love. Satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now for your thing. That's our thing. Use code Real Deal. Limited time. Price for a little package. Up to three months from his monthly price. Currently minimum $40 and less cash. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the Autobox Boys. The Autobox that builds those crazy detective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the Autobox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the trooper cooler? Yep. Uh, please don't. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at Otterbox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scoring reports when building a team. When picking tractor, it's why you rely on more than just features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. 
That's, That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit MoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a bit of time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and detail by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back, back to the happy. DallasCowboys.com. All stars. Back. The happy hour. Frisco, Texas. The star. Man, this is a great setup. It is. Got a little bit of little sun that I can get on my head. Me and Broadus can get on our bald heads. I'm killing everybody out there with that glare. Yeah. We got some good food. Got some some drinks. Got a great view. Got a lot of fans out in the audience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some questions here in a minute, but before we get to some questions, Broadus, I want to know what what exactly have you seen on tape? I know from the you know what I know of Cooper and what I've heard. He had thousand yard seasons his first two years in the league. Sure. Last year he kind of fell off a little bit. It was it was said that he he had dropsies. You know he dropped a few against us when we played him. This year he's I think he's ranked in the seventies as far as receivers uh, receiving yards this year. Right. What what have you seen on tape that that is it, is it give us a lot, lot of hope? Should we be no, kind of gives you hope. reserved? He's, he's got, got a skill set that, that you don't currently have on this team. And what's that? And that's the, his ability to go get the football. You know, this, you know, this is, is one of those guys that has that ability. He hasn't forgotten how to how to run routes and get in small spaces and catch the football. You talked about contested plays and stuff like that. Who, who would you compare him to in the league if we're looking for a type or a way? Amari Cooper. Go look at the old films. See this kid when he's motivated. Yeah, and Broadus, that's my big issue. Will he be motivated See, when he yeah, walks in? You watch, you watch him play against Kansas yeah. City last year. They targeted him 16 times. He came up with 11 catches. Wow. You know, and he and he just wore him out. And he's capable of doing. He's had 200, two 100-yard games already this year, and everybody's like thinking, I mean, who's the only Cowboy receiver to have a 100-yard game? Cole Beasley. That's the only one. So he has a different skill set because a he's a big-body guy. He's not a six-three, you know, 225-pound guy. He's six-one. He's two-eleven. But he'll high point footballs. The drops that he had, the, the drops he had were this guy is a violent runner when he catches the football. He is a north south player. So all of a sudden he's running these routes inside and, the, and they throw to him and he's so quick to try and get to get up the field that he might leave the ball behind. Now I'm not saying that every one of those drops was that way, but the ones, the only, there was a couple times where it says, oh, concentration. That was bad concentration right there. But everything else was him fighting for football or him taking a ball and trying to snatch it and get up the field. That's where I think Amari Cooper, he, he's the one guy that will be on this team that you get him the ball on the move. We're not going to see him go to the ground or, you know, he, he has that ability to take it and to go and to finish. They don't have a finisher here. He'll, He'll be a finisher. You mentioned, you mentioned and not, and not a, a direct comparison to Des Bryant, 88, but when Des was here and really playing at a high level, a physical wide receiver that's going to get yards after the catch, yeah. break tackles, be hard to bring down. That's that's, that's who this guy is in some ways. Yeah. Nate, you got somebody? Yeah, we got Don and Allen. Uh, he's uh, he's over a fan club. He's going to explain that to you and some other Oh, very cool. What's up, Don? 
Oh, uh, not too much. I just need to kind of get an opinion and kind of put my ideas out there. Well, we've got some opinions. There's not. We have meatballs and we have opinions. So ask away. Well, I, I loved her statement about the coaching. I don't think the coaching is actually the whole problem. I think the team attitude is the whole problem. Okay. We've had people playing on the Cowboys since the '90s who are still living under the '90s attitude of the star. Okay. They come in and you know, Jason, Jason Garrett taking the stars off the rookies' helmets was a great start because they had to earn that star. What they've got to do is they've got to earn the prima donna attitude that they all walk around with. Okay. For my being a fan for the last 50-something years, uh, gives them my age a little bit, I've watched the team and I've watched these guys grow. They walk around like they have won the Super Bowl when it comes to the fans. They snub a lot of people. They're not friendly toward the fans like they used to be in the 90s and the 70s, even even the 80s. And they kind of walk with that attitude. They act with that attitude. You know, they score first down, they get up, they celebrate. Why don't you celebrate after you scored several first downs and touchdowns rather than trying to make the celebration off one play? The fact is, sir, to be honest with you, and I'm from the same bottle of wine as you are as far as age. You know, I was, my family had season tickets from 1972 till 1992. This society that we have today that players can attack players on social media and things like that have made these fan, these players very guarded about being this friendly. I think you're reading these players really, really wrong. I really do. You know, there's a lot of things. I've seen a lot of guys interact with fans. I do stuff here for Star Sports Tours and see fans interact with our players all the time. And I don't see prima donnas. I really don't. But I, I, see, I see guys, though, that fans... Attack, attack these players. players. Go, go and if you ever, I know you probably, if you follow on Twitter, go and see some of the stuff that fans say to Cole Beasley on a weekly basis about things that he's done. And I think that's where, I think that's why these players are guarded in a lot of ways, but I, I totally disagree with you about prima donnas and they're not friendly and all that. I, I just think that, I think that's just the wrong attitude to have. Can I respond to that? You absolutely may. Working with the tours companies and stuff like that, the attitude's different when they're getting paid. Now, now we're getting paid to play games out here, sir. I understand that, but when you're, a, when you're at training camp here in Frisco and you see maybe 10 guys signing three autographs and 80% of the team running in away from the fans not paying attention, that's a prima donna attitude in my opinion. Uh, I, I totally disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. All right, thank you, Don. I'm just going to say that. I don't think you know, it's right. I didn't really see that. And we were on the trip. We had the privilege of being part of their trip um, in D.C. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. This is in the Museum of African American uh, Heritage and Culture, and and uh, stopped by the Lincoln Monument. Guys stopped for pictures, uh, met with fans that just you know just met on the street. I I don't I don't see that, but yes, I mean, and I think I understand there's frustration when the team's not winning games. I get it, and I think it's a lot. A lot has to do with because we see them in different different atmospheres than than you guys see them. I think a lot of it depends on where you get them. What's, what's going, going on? on? They, they have bad, bad days at work, just like we do. But like, but like you said, on the trip in D.C., you know, there was no really security around us. And we went to the Lincoln Memorial. There were just random fans grabbing them. And they could have been like, nah, 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 I'm good. But they stopped. They stopped taking stop photos. Yes. Yeah. Talked to some people. I saw some fans posting photos on social media of them. So I think a lot of it's got to do with, you know, where you catch them, when you catch them, you know, and kind of what's going on with them. Just like people forget they're normal people. They have bad days. They have good days. They have guess what? The better days with Amari Cooper coming. Sir, there you go, Nate. There you go, Nate. I got Kathy here. She says she got a question for you guys. Hey, Kathy, what you got? And it's going to touch you a little bit, uh, Shannon. Right here? Yes. I just want to know whatever happened to 
Bryce. Bryce. Oh, oh man, I got an opinion. Would that, on that be Bryce Butler? Yeah, Bryce Butler. Oh, you talking about Bryce, Bryce that they brought back to the team and he got to play like two plays over like three or four weeks, and then we got off the plane and and you see Coach talking to him on the side, which at the time you didn't know what was going on, but they were cutting him right off the plane, and then the man that's replacing him took his number. That Bryce? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think you just gave an opinion without an opinion. Let me ask you guys. They brought Bryce back, I guess, because he was familiar with the offense, and, and I'm thinking they thought they could use him on a short timeline to get him involved, but he was active for, what, two games and got in on a – Less, less than, than a handful of plays. Yeah. What, what, what happened with that situation? Because he, he seemed like the only, one of the few guys that could actually stretch the field for you. What, what, do you have any insight as to what happened? Yeah, yeah. what happened was they, they realized that even bringing him back, he, was, he wasn't going to be that guy. Every guy that we have right now besides Cole Beasley is a spot guy. Let's take Alan Hearns for example. If he, if he was on Jacksonville, he would be his, their fourth receiver. Dayton, the, the, the kick returner, he would be somebody's third receiver. Bryce would be our third receiver. You can't take these guys and put them in premium spots under the premium lights. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. But he, he had some success for you, though. I think that's the reason why they brought him back. Yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have – look, look, look at the makeup of the roster. Look at the makeup of wide receiver. You just said this. So they got Cole Beasley, and then they got Tavon Austin. They really, they really don't. They, ha- they didn't have, have any big body receiver. receiver. I mean, they didn't have a tall. They didn't have anybody. Yeah, they didn't have anybody long enough to go get the ball. I mean, that's why you make. That's why you 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 make the you know the the, the, the you go back and say, okay, well, our roster is not. We don't have anybody. I mean, Thompson hasn't done very well. I mean, he he, he had a ball hit him between the one and the five. You know, he's, he hasn't played well. Terrence Williams and, and Amber and I have had this discussion a bunch. Miss Kathy says she got something she wanted to alert you to. Kansas City don't have a big body receiver. Kansas, Kansas City, though, plays – but if you, wait, if you watch the way that Kansas City plays their offense, it's really a – Kansas City is a college offense, the way they run. They don't require their people to have to run slants and curls and things like that. The Kansas City uh, passing attack plays on the move. They also have Sammy Watkins there, who's another one of those fast, quick guys. So if you're going to evaluate that, you know, that's what I'm saying. This is more of a college offense than, than what they run here. Brother, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, they, first of all, my only issue with Mari Cooper is will he catch the ball? That's been my issue with all of these receivers. If the ball go right here, we are allowed to say that's not a catchable ball. But in the league, in the games that I see every week, that is a catchable ball and it's caught many times. A ball right here is a catchable ball in this league. Why do I got, why guys don't catch it? Well, hey, the DeAndre Hopkins, the play he made in, in Houston to set up that winning right. field goal for Houston. That's I mean, the number one wide receiver. That was a big-time play, a ball that wasn't perfectly catchable. And, you know, this is – I think Cooper, you're expecting him to be in that category, a guy that can just go throw it up and go make a play for you. Was it Was it Don? Was that your – to your point, Bryce is one of those guys that hurt me when they let Bryce go because – he would, he would talk, talk to anybody, anybody from a personal standpoint. He would, he would do anything we asked him to do in public. In public anybody that would talk to him, he would talk to him. So, you know, he's, he was one of the great guys as far as, you know, not acting like a, a prima donna or whatever. So, yeah, that, that, that got me hard whenever Bryce was gone. So, Ambar, what do you think about – what do you think about – is there anything you dislike about this Amari 
signing or, or, or you trade. trade. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the only thing that I don't like is what they gave up for it. But we still have to see. I mean, these guys like Will McClain, he, I think they do a great job at acquiring talent. I think the problem comes to how they utilize him. Mm -hmm. You talk about Tavon Austin, and I use that as an example all the time this year. It's like you get a great player with many skills, yet you can't really get the benefit out of him because you don't know how to use him. You don't know what to do with him on the field. And to me right now, it doesn't matter what grade of a player you get here at this point. It's like if you don't know how to position him at the best spot possible, game plan around I mean, the talent you're, you're not going to get anything out of it. It doesn't yeah. matter. But that's the evaluation you'll have at the end of the year. Right. If they don't win enough games, then they yeah. change the coach. Before we go back to Nate, real quick, what do you guys think is success? Giving up a number one, getting this guy in here. You got him pretty cheap, about 750000 right, for this year. $14 million for two years, yeah. basically, is what you got. So what, what, to, what is success for you? What would he need to come in here and do for you guys to deem this a successful trade or Signing. Get that, Get that point, point total up on the road. You've got, You've got a defense, defense that's given up only 17 points a game right now. That's, that's championship-level defense. They're the, They're the second, second best defense, defense in the league right now behind yeah. Baltimore, really. So you really just need another touchdown a game. Right At this point, the way your defense is playing, and that's I think that's what they're looking at, that we're really not that far off from being a complete football team, but you got to protect better. you got to, you know, you got to play better from the quarterback position. you got to run the ball better. And maybe, and maybe this, this guy, guy gives you an opportunity to be a little, little more versatile. If they think their receivers are bad. That's why you make this move. They feel like their receivers can't get this done. So that's why you go out and make this move. Now, I'm saying Cole Beasley and, you know, and, and, her, and, uh, and Gallup, I think, have chances going forward. But they misevaluated the receiver position. So they're going to try and make it right by going and getting this guy. Success will be, like Rob says, that you find a way to consistently move the football. This team needs to get back to, like, sustaining drives. And that's been a problem. And not, and not late in the game. They kept, they kept thinking they could just rely on their own line and yep. Zeke and run the ball all the time. Okay, eventually these. Defenses are going to figure that it out. Works at home. Yes. Just hasn't worked yeah. on the road. Yeah. So let me ask you this: This is kind of a crazy, crazy point, but you think it's just get the the, the total up on the road, right? Well, what Brian said, just right. more efficient overall, offensively. Overall, overall. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. would this be deemed a successful signing if maybe he doesn't have a great year going out, but it loosens up the offense enough to where everybody else? No, you need him to make plays. You need him to make plays. Oh yeah, you need him to score. You know, you think about you, you, know, you don't score any touchdowns with these wide receivers. You don't have anybody that can really. Beasley is good at finishing. Again, Gallup, I bring him up with the touchdown that he had. That was a good finish on his part. But consistently, they just don't have it. They don't have anybody that goes out there and makes plays. Well, nobody, nobody scares you. And Zeke's the one that scared you. And all of a sudden, this week he got shut down, and it's like, whoa. Well, well, he's, he's been shut down against Seattle. He's been shut down against Houston. He got shut down at Carolina. All four games they lost. Yeah. Nate, who you got? You know, Amber. That is my issue, too. The, the, the GM went out and got you a player. Don't let this week pass and we, and we say, who is this player? Broadus has told us who this player is. Don't let next week pass and we doing the show again and saying, who is this player? That's not right. Bill, Bill from Quinn. Quinn. What's, up, What's up, Bill? Where's, Where's Quinn? Quinn? Bill Quinn, yes. Oh, oh Bill Quinn. Quinn. He said Bill Muddy Quinn. He said Quinn. My question for you is, where would you rank Amari Cooper? Is he within the top five receiver? Or? I, think I think if you look at overall talent and where he's at, 
I think if you know, if you, you, you take his whole body of work, the first couple of years, first three years, clearly a top five talent right now. I would say right now, if you looked at him as compared to the other receivers in the league, he's probably somewhere in between 10 and 12. You know, as far as guys, you would say, okay, I have to go account for this guy. I have to make sure that I defend this guy. And, and, I, and trust, trust me, I have a relationship with John Gruden in Oakland. I have, John and I worked together a long time. John, like Rob says, is trying to get rid of guys. John got rid of a talented player. John did. I mean, and, but now it's up to can Dak Prescott, can Scott Linehan, can they take advantage of the talent of the top 10, 12 talent this guy is? And if they don't, then somebody else will come in and do that. If not, if not then, then, you know, you know we'll, we'll see how, how it all plays out. out. But they need him. They need him to play well. And he's one time was a top five talent. He's probably slipped a little bit in that in that regard. And Amber brought up a good point about utilizing him. They have familiarity with him, at least to start with. You know, Doug Nussmeyer, the tight ends coach, was his OC at Alabama. His OC in Oakland last year was a coach under Scott Linehan in Detroit for four years. Nick Saban coached him at Alabama. We know Garrett coached under him. So there's a baseline for this. How do, you, How do you, get you get him involved? And can, and can you, you get him up, up, up to speed quickly? This bye week helps, uh, uh, but you got to be able to hit the ground running when they play Tennessee right. in, in two, two weeks. weeks. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, I've got, I've got a question, question for you guys. guys. I always wonder whenever trades like this happen, and I know sometimes people just need a change of scenery, but why were they why were they willing to let him go if he's like you said was a top five talent? Maybe slipped a little bit, but maybe still top ten. Why are you able to get a guy like that in the middle of a season? Is it a, is it a fit thing? Is it something you know the Cowboys make a good deal? I kind of want to get your thoughts about why we were able to get him at this point in the season. Nate's got several people waiting for questions. We're going to take a quick break and we'll close out the show when we come back on Happy Hour. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i switched to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no flight needed no bulky hardware no contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit direct tv now direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing you real deal limited time price for a little package after three months we use monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel any time content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply it's time for tailgating with the otterbox boys the otterbox those those crazy phone cases yep now they're changing the side game with the otterbox trooper soft cooler weight mobile and proof trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a frito pie amazing hey you think i could my seven layer salad into the trooper Cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys, when they name John Deere their official tractor, experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeardealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple video tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit Better Money 
CowboysAbbots.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Free innovative technology in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating professional and details visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back, back to the happy hour. Yeah, check this out. With the Cowboys.com All-Stars. Back, the star, the Omni, and Frisco. Shannon Gross sitting on two pillows over here. Rob Phillips, Brian Brodden, Amber Garcia, Nate Newton with the wireless. Let's get back into Amari Cooper talk. Why are you able to get a talent like this? Why would I, I know? Like you said, Gruden hates his team. He's blowing his team up. Yeah, head coach hates his team. But why? Simple way to why is that? Is that is that why you're able to get this guy? Yeah, it's you know he. They look at this as John is one of those guys. John is a nightmare to work with if you're a personnel guy. And I've known I've worked with John since 1992. I know him. And all close. Yeah. And Reggie McKenzie, same way. We all worked together in Green Bay. I worked with John in Philly. John is difficult on a personnel guy. All these picks. You know, Reggie McKenzie's putting on a brave face right now and saying, okay, yeah, anything Coach needs, yeah, we're going to try and do and try and do. Reggie will tell you, he goes, I, I, as soon as John got hired, he goes, I'm going to get fired. You know, he, he knows. He knows the situation there. And, and so you're, you're in, a, you're in, a, you're in a, a little bit of a, you know, Reggie's coming out and saying, well, yeah, this, 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 these picks will help us and all that. But, you know, it's, he, Reggie drafted these guys. These are Reggie's guys. And for, for John to come in there and just, just dismantle this team, you know. And, you know, John wants to, John's one of these guys that wants to show the locker room. He wants to say, okay, this is, this is what I, you know, this is what I believe in and send a message on all that. Now you got David Carr coming out and saying, or excuse me, Derek Carr coming out and saying, you know, oh, no, I'm happy about being a Raider. I'm happy, you know, I'm happy about. But there's a lot of guys in that locker room, I guarantee you right now, are thinking, looking around going, well, who's next? He's on what a ten-year deal? Oh, it's, well, it's yeah. So he's he's like, you know what? I'm yeah. blowing it up. I'm getting all the draft. He wants I'm John. John wants his own players, and you know, Amari Cooper is still a very talented football player. You know, there's teams. There's teams like you know, say, Philadelphia Eagles. It was reported that, that the Eagles would offer the second-round pick to Oakland for the deal. You know, and that, and Michael Silver from reported that. Michael knows. Michael's a Bay Area guy, and so he says. So if the Eagles make this trade for a second-round pick. Then every Cowboy fan is screaming right now, well, why can't we do this? Why can't we make a deal? Why can't we, you know? And so, yeah, it's, you know, teams are evaluating this guy. The Colts were in on this one, too. So, you know, you, it's, they always follow teams during the draft and free agency. I always follow teams, and especially Final Cutdown, that had new coaches. New coaches always want to get rid and get their own guys. And it, if they get a new coach here, he'll want to get his own guys. Trust me. And then you make the deal and Cowboys fans are like, why did you give up a first-round pick for this guy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nate, what you got out there? What I got is I'll tell you a little story about I love stories. I love Nate's stories. It's about 1988, 1987. Wait, what is this one rated? Is it G, PG? It's PG. Okay. And uh, you was talking to brothers about new coaches. I went through it. I went through a coach that came in named Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Good, good hair on that yeah. guy. He was fortunate enough to, to have the Herschel Walker trade. Sure. But when Jimmy came in, much like what Coach uh, is doing in, in, with Raiderland, he, he, he started evaluating players before he got off the plane. Yeah. And he already knew about 
what he wanted to do, he got with Mr. McKenzie. They already made a decision. How they was going to present that is is what the, what the issue was. And once he got fast, the first hurdle of getting rid of Khalil Mack, it was a slide down here. He like, I got rid of my biggest issue. I'm past that. Now everybody else just fall in line. And the guy, he can say all he want. I'm happy to be a Raider. That ain't going to work. Yeah. They'll, figure, they'll, they'll figure out a way to get rid of him, too. Yeah. But now, we got Patrick here. He's got a serious question. He acts it quick, man, all right? You, you, you painful, dog. I just want to know with uh, how well the defense is playing, how concerned are you with a potential locker room divide compared to how poorly the offense has performed? Well, that's a good question, too. So are you, are you talking about pointing fingers? Defense is doing their job, but the offense isn't. This is why you make a move, though. This is why you make a move to try and get an offensive player to help because you're showing the team that, okay, we realize the offense is struggling, and if, and if we can, can help them with a player, player or two, then all of a sudden the defense is on board. It's like, okay, we got it. It's like, it's kind of like a, a new, uh, you know, a new toy for everybody. They're going to see him in the locker room there and think, okay, this guy in the past has made plays. He can come and make plays for us. He can help our offense. If we just get some more stops, we can get back, back the ball and let this guy go to work. So I don't see, if they would have just sat on their hands and done nothing, then I think that maybe that always creeps in. Guys like to get together in little pockets and talk about, all the issues and problems that they have. But this team, I think, is different in that way that, that again, the ownership has said, we're going to bring in an offensive player, we're going to try and fix this, and we're, we're going to try and win football games. We know defense, you're playing your rears off, but we're going to try and win football games with an offensive guy. And I'm going to tell you another amazing thing is, Jacksonville, does that ring a bell? They're pointing fingers right 17 now. 17-0. Yeah. And all yep. of a sudden, yep. by the way Jalen Ramsey walked to the sideline and the camera stayed on him, he threw his helmet on the ground and started looking at the big Jerry World screen and the rest of the team, just, the rest of the defense just followed. Yeah. Next thing you know, you had a 40-point 40, 40 debacle and the next game they, they bench him. Do you ever make moves as a, as a GM or coaching staff to – do you think about consider the chemistry in the locker room and hey, you know this this is happening in the locker room. Maybe we need to prove a point and go out and get a guy to kind of galvanize the locker room, or is it just didn't that kind of happen with us? Yeah, I mean I mm, think that was right part of it. Yeah. But when you talk about dividing and asking that question, I think right now, as of right now, the defense they those guys are so great. Like their energy is so good and the chemistry is so good that it just brings everyone else up and higher you know right. i don't i can't think of anyone that is just pissed off or you know in a yeah. bad mood they just yeah. they're really positive and, you know tyrone amber's in the locker room every day too i mean tyrone was asked after the game is there potential not divide but are you guys going to start getting frustrated with the offense and he said we're a family and i actually i believe that yeah. I, I really get that vibe from this group but brian's right a move like this shows that starting at the front office level on down, you're invested in trying to make this a better team because as three and four is not a good record, but they're right there in this division. Yeah. They really are. They're a game and a half back, and they got four division games left in this season. In a lot of ways, they still control their own destiny. And I'll tell you this, if for nothing else but from a fan standpoint, I think this showed the fans, hey, we can win this division. We're, we're still in this. We, we, we're going to make moves yeah. and, you know, as to where you were kind of stuck. You were like, well, this is kind of what we have. We're, they, this if, is the way they chose to ride. We're stuck. And now at least you have if you, hope. If you, you made, if you made no moves, then you should be worried. 
Yeah. That's where this should be. Then, then, then it's saying, okay, they're going to fire the coach. They're going to clean house. They're going to do everything. I mean, for him to give up a one was huge to try and help this football yeah. team. Yep, because I thought that's where you were. I thought you were already looking at, hey, eight and eight again. Yeah. Even if you make the playoffs, you, you, you know, it's probably one and done. And now at least it's like, okay, they're not, they're not sold on that. They're, right. They think they can go win this division. They right. think that they can do something in the playoffs. Because I don't think you but make they this. they got to do it. they right. got to go, gotta do, go it. do it. Because I don't think you make this move if you think, we're going. We're playing for the wild card, or, yeah. or win this division and be out. You don't want to give one. Oakland the eighth overall pick. No, you're right. not giving up a one to, right. to be one and done yeah. in the playoffs. Exactly. Who you got, Nate? Uh oh, <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> Eagles green, so that's yeah. a bad start. <laughs> Larry, Larry from McKinney, man, I think he got a good question. What's up, Larry? Definitely not Eagles. Please don't put me to that spot. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What I'd like to know is that. Uh, not to take away from the coaching staff that we have now, mm -hmm. but uh, as far as I know, we've got Charles Haley and Miles Austin who do uh, put a lot of time and effort uh, being with the Cowboys and helping them build what they have. Uh, are there other players, uh, I don't know if Nate is involved as well, uh, doing what they can to help the team improve? Yeah, well, you got uh, Andre Gerard is on the coaching staff working with the defensive line, which is kind of a switch for him. He's learning another side of the ball. Mm -hmm. I give him credit for that. Uh, did what, an internship last year? Yeah, they kept did him on this year? they kept him on the staff. Mm -hmm. uh, Philip Tanner is co working with the special teams right now. Kellen Moore. Yeah. Coach Moore. Yeah, <laughs> Kellen Moore. But yeah. uh, Miles is no longer with the team. Miles is not doing anything with yeah. the team. What, what about the dude that's in scouting? Uh, Josh Brent. Josh Brent. Yeah, he, on, on the field stuff, though, that's yeah. kind of where that, those yeah. guys are. But Mark Colombo. Colombo, Colombo yeah. Yeah. He's got a bright future. But he's got a – he, Mark Colombo might be your, head, uh, your offensive line coach here if things – Head coach. Head who? No, no. Head who? Offensive line hey, coach. Hey, Nate, oh, head coach. Nate, one, head coach. Nate one, of your, one of your old buddies is actually uh, on the defensive uh, side of the ball, too. Who is that? Leon. Leon, oh, yeah, Leon, I forgot about him, man. Wow. <laughs> How could you forget Leon? He, many times he hit, but it, man. <laughs> I sure remember that. Wow. Is that, is that unusual for coaching staffs to keep former players Raiders around? Raiders were notorious yeah. for it. Were they really? Yeah. Whoa. Well, you got a former, Ooh. you got a former player, longtime players, or head coach. Yeah. So that's kind of a, you know, they kind of say uh, they're throughout history. They look and say, hey, that guy would have been a pretty good coach. Yeah, that guy, you know, Mark Colombo. I think Mark Colombo's got a really bright future. And I say, I keep an eye yeah. on what's going to happen with Paul Alexander. If things don't improve with that <laughs> offensive line, we could see Mark Colombo taking over that. How offensive and line. I got a question: the offensive line hasn't lived up to the billing that you know they were. Expectations are always here with these right. guys, yeah. Him coming in and, and, you know, I know he changed techniques and things like that. How Paul much, Alexander how, did. How much of that has to do with huge. them not living up to expectations? I think it's huge. I mean, they haven't played great, but if you, look at, if you look at what's happened with Lyle Collins is the best example. Because Lyle Collins last year, when, when you get to the Oakland game, he's playing Khalil Mack toe-to-toe -to -toe and is outstanding. And they, so much so they had to move Khalil Mack to the other side to even try and get a rush over. I mean, Byron Bell was in the game at that time. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's where you, you, the, the, these guys have had some struggles with the way that Paul Alexander has come in. And Paul Alexander's a longtime coach, 25 years coaching this league. He's not going he, to come in and, and, and say, well, I mean, let's keep doing it the way you're doing it. This is the way I've been teaching it and stuff like that. So, I think that it's been, especially for Lyle Collins, I think this has been a very, very bad transition for him. 
Nate, you got you got another question? Yes, sir. This, uh, this uh, we probably have one more because the, the discussion is so great on the panel. I'm gonna let this young man say his own name because I do not want to mess it up. Yeah, my name is Kamal. Hello, Kamal. Kamal, Hi. what's up? Good. I'm from Nepal, by the way. Okay. Kamal from Nepal. Yes, Welcome. Sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I just wanted to ask if you think that Amari Cooper is going to make the difference for us to go to the playoff. And, uh, you know, what, what, what can we expect if we don't make it this time yeah. around? Yeah. The, the, if you don't make it, I think you're going to clean house. I really do. And I said this on the very first show we did. We asked for predictions. I said nine and seven, no playoffs, and talking about a coaching change at the end of the year. You know, I mean, I think when you said, hey, what are your expectations? So when you, you say know, clean house, you're just talking about from a coaching yeah, perspective? Yeah, from a coaching standpoint. I, I think that, the, you know, you look at it's eight years. It's been a long time. They've invested, they've invested a lot of time, a lot of effort. They've watched this guy grow. And, you know, I think, like, that they have to do something different. It has to be a different direction. Now, if, maybe we'll prune him. Yeah, if, you know, <laughs> maybe prune him and he'll grow, grow bigger. <laughs> Hey, you, you, you stink. Hey, yeah. I was on a show with him yesterday, and he was he was ripping on the coaching staff. So that's not. No, a, my my mm. issue is your same issue. Yeah, you. One thing, when you come in as a coach, one thing I feel you cannot do, especially over a extended period of time, is regress. Exactly. When you have a right tackle who who man I knew was going to have one of his finest years. Right. Not and brought us come back on a Monday yeah. and say pick your choice. Yeah. The left guard, who's a rookie. Mm -hmm. The right tackle, who's a veteran. Pick your choice of who played the worst. Yeah, I think the Do you right, think I'm yeah. going to hear that? Yeah. That's not a very good thing. Nope. As long as you keep the punter, because he's right down there, Chris Jones. Yeah. Chris, what's you, up, Chris? baby? How you doing, Y'all get Chris a hand, man. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> yeah. He'll be, he'll be hanging around here for the next hour on uh, Cowboys Hour with uh, Brad Sham and Taylor Stern. So we've got about a minute left. Any parting words? Amber. Part, part us, Ambar. Part us, Ambar. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's hope Amari is our, our savior, okay? Unless <laughs> he can come in and, and do some things what, for us. What do you so – Ambar, more, say it with more enthusiasm, please. <laughs> more, more Amari, less Chris Jones. Yeah, How about that? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> what, what are your expectations, Amber? Hey, credit to them and credit yeah. to Brett Maher, who has done an excellent job. Yeah. And yeah. They, yep. they have kept this team moving as far as, you know, points. scoring those points. <laughs> Hey, three by three, you add those three <laughs> points at a time, it takes you, it leads you somewhere. <laughs> Clearly not, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't have anything else to say. That's it, that's all you got. Not about a morning. Yeah. Close this thing out, Shannon, we gotta go home. All right, well, closing this thing out, Rob. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Rob. Brought us, Thank great you. as always. Amber, right. thank you. Big dog. What's up, man? Thanks for doing this with me again. Man, I'm Yeah, man, this was you. fun. Snake, thanks for buying the food and the drinks for us. Appreciate <laughs> you hanging out. Chris Jones is on deck with Taylor Stern, Brad Sham. Hang out. Have fun. And we will be back next. I guess we're doing this have Tuesday fun. again next yes. week, huh? All right. Happy hour.